0: the growing calls across the nation to defund the police to end policing as we know it. off the charts violence in new york city 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is sunday about the police officers officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it guns up giddy up welcome to tuesday night's true crime tuesday order to stop night shift to stop the number one channel, where police meet society and culture. I am just your merely co-host Eric Tanzi, but I am joined by the main host of this night shift show, this True Crime Tuesday, with the uh, beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate. I've got too many names to remember. There's a lot. I got uh, Deadleg. I've got Easy Breezy. I got Jay Bates. I got you. I got everybody. But I'm always happy to be with you. I know that uh, you're going to have a crazy story for us tonight. Uh, am I pronouncing this correctly? Sharmini Nandavel, Common spelling.
1: Yeah. yeah, common spelling. I think it's, yeah, Sharmini um, Uh It's Indian.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I've always wondered about, do parents think about their children spelling their names before they give it to them? I have come across some names as a police officer where I'm like... I feel like you're either setting that child up for failure very early or they're going to be extremely good spellers before they get to kindergarten.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, easier as nurse. Them also, then to how to spell it, right? God, yeah. This liquid death is going to be the death of me.
0: Oh, is that the sparkling oh. liquid death or which one is that?
1: Yeah, it is the lime. I think that's my favorite.
0: Oh, the lime. My son. They're so
1: expensive did... to me, though.
0: They are. They are. My son did a podcast with the Jackalope Festival, which is hosting uh, Tony Hawk, Bucky Elastic. By the way, um, if you're into action sports, my son is actually competing in Jackalope. Uh, We had the registration last week uh, when we got the news that they will be skating or that he will be skating um, at the Jackalope. This will be his biggest contest that he's ever done. He'll be going against 24 other Groms on the big stage.
1: That's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, really great. Thousands of people be watching, so we're really excited. But he has a podcast called Gromit Vomit Podcast, and they had the uh, the directors of the uh, Jackalope Festival on, and they were drinking liquid death. And uh, so they asked Duke before the show. He's 10. They said, uh, can we get you guys anything to drink before we start the show? Duke goes, sparkling water. Do you guys have any sparkling water? And I was like, oh,
1: my God. I love it. This Your is- kids have asked me for sparkling water for, well, how long have they been alive? Yeah.
0: 10 years? Yes. They're yeah. bougie, man. They're a little I bit bougie. It. But.
1: but they drink at room temperature, and that is hard.
0: I think they'll drink at any temperature.
1: Yeah. Oh, they will, but I'm saying they're okay. I can't. Yeah
0: yeah but it was fun it's gonna be really cool to go up there and hang out with all of their friends i know their buddy uh kalani i see off the rails is in here uh just an extremely amazing uh, vert skater and they're gonna have these vert ramps out there with tony hawk and bucky elastic it's gonna be cool to watch those guys all do their thing it's just gonna be a really fun weekend so i'm really excited about all that listen tonight though tonight's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com and manscaped uh manscaped's back for us for the whole month i hope you guys had a great memorial day weekend Um, if you want to support the show, you can become a Patreon member, you can become a paid YouTube member. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Although 99.9% of you listen only on podcasts and we appreciate that. And so for the uh, podcast listeners, we do have that Patreon, which is, um, ad free and lots of extra bonus content, tons of extra bonus content this Friday for the breakdowns. Very intense case. It's going to be one of our biggest breakdowns. We've actually been working on this week's breakdown for two weeks. Uh, It's the Danny Holtzclaw case, and and there's a lot going into that. So big shout-out to our producers, underpaid producer, and um, Deadleg Media, and as well, Jonathan Bates for making all the reels that will be coming out for that this week. Other than that, I don't have a lot in the news, except that there was a – a cold case that just kind of got solved. They, they made a naming of it. I've already closed that tab on my computer. So more to follow, I guess. Uh, yeah, the a, lady
1: the lady in the, the unmarked grave, basically. The Jane Doe. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Jane Doe in the trunk. They finally put a name. That was of three hours ago. Also, I saw in there before my computer crashed before the show that there is now the first all-black women's cold case office that uh, will be reviewing uh, women of color cold cases in minnesota so that was cool breaking news i'd read you more on that tab except uh like i said my computer crashed before the show and i closed all the tabs to get us uh here by eight o'clock um somebody in the live chat says uh, your mullet makes the news tansy it always does. It does it's a great mullet i'm gonna get a cut for the big event uh and not i'm gonna keep a mullet i'm just gonna make it a little bit more x gamesy if you will okay for the jackalope festival more because I, I want if my son by chance makes the podium, which I doubt he will, because he'll be one of the youngest ones out there. Um, but if something crazy happens and a camera hits me or something, I want to steal all the limelight. And I feel like if oh, I have a but sure. that would take away from my son's spotlight, then I want that. You know what I mean? I might go as far as coloring it blue or pink or something like that to make it even more audacious. I think you should. But we all eyes are on me
1: because that's what I this is about. That's where you're most comfortable. Hey, do you think that Gromit Vomit will actually want to sponsor us on Failure to Stop? Oh,
0: don't worry. Any like it still falls under C C minus media. So any money, I'll just pour it back into Failure to Stop. Don't say that. They're you too get young for to to money. money. They're going to get <laughs> older kidding.
1: and hear that. And so he asks me
0: all the time, Dad, how much money did Gromit
1: Vomit make this month? He should oh, nothing.
0: Nothing. Now shut up. Go study.
1: Or I'll enter you into a conservatorship. Hey, speaking of (laughs) conservatorship, I've got a good, I've got somewhere to go with that.
0: Okay, well, take me there.
1: So um, the case that we're talking about tonight is out of Toronto, Canada from back in 1999. So you know that we like to do Mm -hmm. a little pop culture reference uh, from the year that we will be discussing. And again, that's going to be 1999.
0: Oh, great year by the way hit
1: me baby one more time Ooh, okay was hot and heavy in 99 so oh, there's your conservatorship <laughs> oh god that's on trying
0: to punch you uh <laughs> man look at her if if, if, if her heart, 1999 man. me knew what i would be seeing at 39 year old me now oh, you no, uh... would still be jerking off in the shower to this okay. day okay okay, all Wouldn't right have ever left the bathroom okay if he would have known what he was, what what 39-year-old uh, me would see out of Britney Spears. Okay.
1: I vomit for real on the next Patreon episode. Just come there to watch it. Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace came out. Uh, huh? I don't like it. I don't like those, the Disney ones, the Natalie Portman ones. I cannot stand those.
0: Nah, let's get rid of it. Nope. What about uh, *The was Matrix* Columbine
1: in 1999? I don't
0: know. Probably. I feel um. Like close. somebody fact check that for me.
1: *The Matrix*, yo.
0: Mm, *Prodigy* probably would have been real popular in 1999 if I could remember. Was, I listened to it. 1999, I was in my prime, so.
1: I literally just had this conversation the other night because I had *Prodigy*. Smack My Bitch Up was on repeat Smack my bitch leading up. into um, Y2K on that new 99-2000 <laughs> New Year's. I wish I hadn't have just said that. That's right. Y2K um, was a
0: big thing. How did you spend your Y2K? Were your parents like-
1: Evidently listening to Prodigy.
0: <laughs> did they like lock you? Well, I guess you would have been an adult by then. You probably had- You're on your fourth child in 1990. Yeah, I was
1: 52.
0: Uh, I remember my dad like having the shotgun out in the living room.
1: Oh, because people were going to come, like your computers were going to crash, right. and yeah, <laughs> like it was like the nuclear times. winter, and <laughs> the gas pumps won't know how to work. Yeah, yeah. What else
0: was popular in 1999? Was it
1: 311? Was that? Um, they were around. So mm-hmm. let's see. here. Let me get out of limp biscuit for sure. The limp waffle. <laughs> let me see. Um, <laughs> I think I saw
0: limp biscuit and Pennywise at the same concert in 1999.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, I think so. So the first winner of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was in 99. This is getting more and more boring by the men. Ooh, ooh, John Jr. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. died in 99. So then along with plenty of other people on that plane. always ask, how many people
0: do you know? How many people do you think you've ever met in your entire life combined? What? How many people do you think you have met in your entire life? All of them, thousands. How do you, right? how do you
1: answer that question? What? Right,
0: thousands. Would you say sure. like ten thousand?
1: Hmm. I don't know. Met or been in the same like you know yeah, school like building met. with? Like I don't.
0: We just met. Like hi, my name is Andrea.
1: Yes, and probably twelve thousand and seventy-six.
0: Okay, how many of them do you know have died in a plane crash?
1: Right. I never, no, None of them, none of them, none of them. None of them, right? It's so crazy. That, Nor on railroad tracks. <sighs> see where I'm going with that? Uh, I saw I The did. Fight Club there.
0: Great movie. Might watch did it tonight. See
1: that. I haven't seen that in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it for pop culture stuff. Now, in terms of crime, um, you, maybe you're considering JFK Jr. a, a crime there. Um, but also, unfortunately, that was the year of Columbine.
0: I just said, was that the year of Columbine? You said you didn't know, and I said somebody. Oh, I didn't hear you say
1: that. What? I thought you said Lent Biscuit or something. No,
0: I said was Columbine that year, and you said I don't know, and I said I'm pretty sure it was. Will somebody fact check me?
1: Oh, I didn't hear you say Columbine. I heard you say fact checked. Whatever. Damn. It was Columbine. <laughs> it was Columbine? See, I didn't hear you. I just said I don't know, so I didn't say, huh? And then you'd make fun of my internet.
0: Hmm. Well, this is going to be a good case because 1999, like I said, was one of my better years and it mm-hmm. uh, was in my prime. Shout Let's out to here. one more I'm out of here podcast. I'm drinking out of their koozie tonight and.
1: Uh, oh, I got to Venmo y'all some money. For what? A shirt.
0: Are oh, you talking about for me?
1: For me, for one of theirs.
0: They have shirts?
1: Yeah. Why the fuck did I didn't get a shirt? I'm not getting, I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I'm supporting them by getting a shirt.
0: I'm not supporting them, but I still want a shirt.
1: You got a koozie. I never got one of those. Keith. (sighs) All right. So let's get started. Like I said, uh, Toronto, Canada. We're actually going to start right now in 2008, and then we're going to go back a little bit. All right. So in 2008, this is going to start a little heavy, guys, and then we'll we'll tell more of the story. In an area um, known as Peterborough in Canada, witnesses heard the voice of a child um, saying stop and no and they uh, unabashedly knew that this was not children horse playing. this sounded like an emergency and they called local authorities uh, they the authorities got to the scene this was like a schoolyard but of course it's abandoned because it's nighttime and they immediately rush into the woodline there and see um, a girl stumbling around not fully clothed and incoherent. Um and at the same time they see a man rush out from there, hop in a red van and drive away quickly. So that was 2008. Okay? Okay. So just put that somewhere in your brain and 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 wait for us to come back around there. So we're going to go on back to 1999 in Toronto. So at this time in Toronto, uh Particularly in this little area they were in, this was a melting pot of immigrants. So, a lot of people had been fleeing war torn countries and homelands to come to Toronto. Uh, the family will be speaking of specifically Sri Lankan. There's a huge Sri Lankan community there at that time, um, amongst many other uh, just diverse cultures. So, here uh, we have the um, Anandavels. I'll start calling them by their first name because it's going to be a little bit easier, but they had a really tight knit community there. So the neighborhood that they lived in, they lived in an apartment complex and it had, like I said, like two of um, our lead little girl that we're talking about here, her um, friends, her two best friends, one was from Iran, one was from Iraq. They'll say that pretty much everyone in their school was an immigrant. Uh, Almost no one had actually been born there in Canada. So like I said, it was a pretty diverse culture there, pretty neat little community uh, that it had become that way. So, excuse me, when the dad of the family here brings his family over, he came over first in 1994 and he worked to earn enough money to be able to sponsor. That's what they call it in Canada, right? Sponsor for his family to come over and live with him. And they do. Uh, there are three children, two boys and a girl in the middle. And they help their dad like uh, insert flyers into newspapers and then go deliver them on Saturday mornings. <clears throat> and Charmini is the little girl that we'll be talking about. She was 15 at this time uh, in 1999. So on the morning of June 12th, 1999, Charmini was a she was finishing up her freshman year of high school. She was leaving her house around nine o'clock in the morning Her parents were not there. They were going to take her to her first day at her new job. She had told them briefly about it. Uh, They weren't quite sure the uh, name of the company, but she had told them briefly about it. And like I said, she'd been, uh, I know we talk about it every show, but she had never given them cause of concern. So when she says she got a new job, they were excited. Her brother said she was a really hard worker, that she uh, wanted to save money. And immediately summertime was coming up. She wanted to, you know, get this job secured. So mom and dad were actually called away to an emergency for another family member. So instead of them being able to take her, she was going to get a ride herself um, or just take her bike. So all they asked was that she write down the name and phone number of where she was going to be. So she says, okay. Her brother walks her to the elevator at their apartment. They exchange some joking about, you know, her telling him to do the laundry and him saying, of course, he's not going to do it. And she leaves. And then she's never seen again so
0: damn yeah, yeah probably wishes so, he would have just gave in and said i'll do the laundry sis
1: right so her job what we know about her job is that she told her parents that she was going to go work at a local pool um as you know in some capacity a lifeguard or something but her brother one of her brothers and most of her friends actually say no that's just what she told her parents she didn't want them to be worried about her. Like, she wasn't really trying to keep something from them in a malicious way. She was afraid they'd be worried. But she had actually been asked to work an undercover drug informant unit to the tune of $12 an hour at 16 years old. This is the story. Wait, wait, she tells her wait, friends. Wait, 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 wait. You who heard a me. Well, this is, the, this is the job that she was offered. From who? From someone we're going to talk about in a moment.
0: I mean, it couldn't be a police department because right. they would have
1: to get mom and dad's permission. And I doubt they'd be just plucking a fifteen-year-old off the street, right? Right.
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, I maybe back in nineteen ninety-nine they would. I know, like my cousin, she's she's now like a corporal or a sergeant, but for many years, I mean, she was like twenty at the time. But for many years, they used her in underage sex takedowns. Like the, mm. uh, they had her like. That sounds like more like a.
1: Bait. Yeah, that sounds more like a um.
0: Like a bait car, but like a.
1: Yeah, girl. what's the? Uh, uh, what's his name? You'll
0: guys... never get these.
1: You know the story. What's cause Come on, guys. What's his name? I'm so. He comes out of the to catch a predator. Um, yeah,
0: to catch a predator. Nobody cares about his name. You know what you're talking about. What's
1: his name? It's gonna drop me nuts. Okay. Hansen.
0: Huh? Jim Hansen. Or no. Jim Henson uh, made the Muppets. <laughs> that's Muppets guy. I'll, I'll, What's he doing? Jim Henson.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm done with all that.
0: Jim Henson. It was Hanson, right?
1: Hanson. T- Chris Hanson. Thank you, TJR. Gosh, yeah, that was really nuts. Hanson. Okay, moving right along. So this is what she told family, or that's what she told her friends she was going to do and one of her brothers. Not what her family knew her to be doing. So, Nobody thinks much about this. She leaves the day wears on afternoon comes and goes it's evening mom and dad are home. And now they're genuinely concerned. I feel like I can put that chunk of audio in like every case that we do, right? Like the time has gone on. Now we're getting worried. They call authorities with this being a teenage girl uh, with no prior history of going sideways in any kind of way. They take it seriously immediately and begin an investigation. So, Oh, someone's pointing out that Drew got it first. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, Drew. T.J.R., you can just get, sit in the corner. <laughs> Jim
0: Edson. <laughs> oh, my God. Um,
1: so, they call 911. The cops come. Like I say, they start an investigation. So, Matt Crone and Greg McLean are the names of the detectives who were assigned the case. Uh, to this day, they Matt Crone will do interviews and, and talk about this. Uh, this has bothered him ever since. So... They start getting, you know, this is the part of the case that gets a little, a little questionable because there's so much speculation. So now there's like some, a little bit of a, um, a racial overtone, kind of because it's kind of like, oh, we, you know, around town the buzzings are this calling in saying I think that probably there was an arranged marriage and she's gone because she was taken off for this arranged marriage and. You know, in the Sri Lankan culture, she probably has a boyfriend that's in this uh, Tamir gang. Was Jim
0: Terry the one that was doing all the
1: press conferences? (laughs) Sounds exactly like something. (laughs) She was a gay. (laughs) Why she? Her whole family was gay. God, that guy. So there was just a lot of this, uh, a lot of call-ins on just kind of wild. And like uh, one of the interviews with Matt Crone, he said, In fact, the more time I spent with the family, the more absurd any of this even sounded. It was just uh, none of this made any sense. But that's what they got kind of caught up on having to follow through with a whole lot until they found the most damning piece of evidence, which was in her bedroom. And it was supposed to be an application for a job, but it just said Metro Search Unit. And it gave it had a couple of typos and it had that title. And then it just has for her name and her phone number. That, that and that was the job application. What? And then it had, and then it was uh this guy, Stanley Tippett, who lived not at this time, but just prior to this, lived one floor below them in the apartment complex, had offered her this job. So
0: So not so much like the casting couch where he's like, you know what, you're beautiful, you could be a model. Right. Come down here and we take some pictures. Now, this one was like, hey, you know what? You look like a good undercover detective.
1: Yeah. So he tells her that she's going to be working this important case um, as an undercover informant. Or yeah, like t- to flip informants, actually, at 15 years old for $12 an hour. But you know, now John and I spoke on this. Uh, we have we'll talk about it at the end. We have a new Patreon out. Uh, probably one of the more disturbing cases I've ever read in my entire life and I, and i mean that wholeheartedly that's not this me. one no the one the oh. one that's on patreon though because not it good. uh I, and i say that i i really mean it but anyway we were talking about um something that a 13 year old boy was believing in the moment when somebody told him something and it's like you know a lot of times it, it's not because they're not smart you know they just they feel good to think that someone older than them is going to include them in something kind of important and so yeah. She absolutely, I could see her being gullible and thinking, oh yeah, like if she, especially if she feels smart and she feels like, oh yeah, he thinks I can do this. I'm sure that I could, you know, what, what teenager wouldn't think that they would be capable of something, you know what I mean? So, right. so that's kind of where the case starts to turn and, uh, the eyes are pointing in a different direction now. All right. So finally about four months go by and it's October of that same year, 1999. And a father and son were working, walking through a a woodland, out in this field uh, and found a skull. Um, oh. So forensics did come back. Dental rec- records matched that of Charmini, unfortunately. There wasn't much to go off of. There was a skull and a partial mandible, I think one or two long bones. Forensics was able to come and sweep and I think get some fingernails and some hair fibers. And that was about it. They said between a local, uh, like a runoff, from this ravine, like a water runoff between that and the coyotes in the area, pretty much any, any DNA, any evidence was pretty much swept away. And then there just wasn't a lot to, to figure out, um, including cause of death. So that was never determined, uh, to this day, that's not been determined. So now we're going to, um, talk a little bit about Stanley Tippett. So at this time, like I said, he wasn't living in her apartment complex, but he had, he and his wife, they had an infant son, had just moved out two weeks prior to this. Uh, Stanley was, uh, hang on before you put it up just yet, Dave, but uh, we'll put his photo up here in a moment. DJR in had, the live
0: chat says someone found bones and reported it. That's a thing.
1: I'm, I'm ignoring crazy. anybody that talks about bones. Crazy
0: that if you found a bag mm-hmm. of bones on the beach that you would take it home with you and
1: That'd be take it to the
0: university to get tested
1: secretly. Hmm. It's weird. Um, So Stanley, mm. Tiffett, like I said, was 23 years old at the time. Stanley suffered from a condition, a genetic condition called treacher, treacher's Collins, T R E A C H E R S treacher's Collins. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it is a genetic um, uh, abnormality. It does not affect your ability to, uh, developmentally grow. In other words, it's, it's mainly going to be f- physical features. Your hearing can be affected okay. because the ears are affected by it physically. Um, your eyesight can be a little bit off because of the way your eyes are placed once, uh, as your body is being formed. Uh, you could have some cleft palate issues, but these are all physical, uh, anomalies that can generally be rectified or fixed or therapized or whatever. So, uh, but again, it doesn't in and of itself affect your mental capability uh, or your development um, emotionally or otherwise. So we're looking at a, a normal functioning person that looks a certain kind of way. And I say it because it is, it's, it is, it places landmarks on the face quite oddly. So your eyes are much more slanted far apart. Go on and put it up dead. Um and this oh, yeah. means that- yeah.
0: in nineteen ninety-nine, the kids would have said he looks retarded.
1: That would well, have been back
0: in nineteen ninety-nine. Obviously, you wouldn't say that these days, you would say he looks incredible, looks totally normal.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things that um okay, so for instance, the movie Wonder, the little boy Augie, the main character in the book in the movie Wonder was based off of someone with with Treacher's Collins. Like so that was the condition of his face that like he was having a hard like time. Something off
0: of Diantward. The south african band that has all the creepy music videos or yeah. hills have eyes that would be another good reference for those of you who are just listening and not watching if you've seen hills have eyes this guy could have been a character in that movie
1: so but keep in mind again that this does not affect his uh mental function uh it does make him a bit more easily recognizable though right like these features right. are going to stand out to you a little bit more so So there so there he is. Oh my goodness. So he's married, like I said, with an infant. They had just moved away from that apartment complex two weeks prior, and he was living about two hours away at this time. Uh so police decide to go on and uh try to start talking to him, figuring things out. He was pretty open and forefront. It wasn't difficult to find him. He actually had been, when Charmini left her residence at nine that morning, come to find out Stanley was in town, even though he now lives two hours away. He was going to be cutting grass that day. So I guess even though he moved away, he maintained uh, some yard work that he was doing back at this place. So every Saturday he would drive the two hours and do some yard work. That may be the case. Uh, He never really held a particularly full-time job. It sounds like he always kind of had odds and ends, and that could have been because of his physical appearance. Um... But he never, he had a tough time in school and it sounds like he never really kind of got past that. So he always just kind of did some odds and ends jobs, but it was enough to maintain his family and take care of them and and that kind of thing. So time goes on. They can't really get this guy on anything. They just know that she's missing. Her body was found. There's no evidence forensically and he's offered her this job. Well, then as they poke a little bit more, they realize, okay, this isn't the first time. So he had offered up a fake job to a couple of other people. So a couple of years later, there was a, um, a lady that he worked with that, or that worked at the grocery store and he became infatuated with her and he asked her, um, he wouldn't leave her alone, asked her if she wanted to come work at the Y, that he offered a job at the Y Uh, she turned it down. He became more and more infuriated. Finally, the store had to like put out more security and put an order up against him. So he couldn't come around this grocery store anymore. Then when he was in a different apartment complex, again, with his wife and kids, guys, he (laughs) developed, um, an infatuation with the one that lived there in that apartment complex. And so there's this other man, an older gentleman named Murray, who was a neighbor of his. And Murray said that when Stanley and his family first moved in, he was the nicest guy. He'd do anything for you. That started to change. And he said he, this older guy, could see that Stanley was becoming fixated upon this woman in the complex. And this woman had a little boy And went so far as to he would park in front of her residence and stare inside her house. Um, He would, he actually called their version of DCS to give a false claim about how she treated her son. One time when he got angry that she was thwarting his advances. And then when Murray, the neighbor, really kind of paid attention to this and didn't have a good feeling. Keep in mind, he did not know about the disappearance of Charmini a few years prior in another town. So he had nothing to do, you know, he had no knowledge of Stanley's potential involvement with that. He just knew that he was not getting a good feeling from this guy. So he talked to the lady there in the complex to just kind of say, hey, heads up. Don't don't go anywhere with him. Don't get in a car with him. He had asked her if she wanted to ride with him some places. So when he did, Stanley thought that Murray, that neighbor, was interested. So Murray started getting his tires slashed. So Murray confronted him about it. He admitted to doing it, and basically Murray told him, you know, like, you'll be leaving here in a pine box if you do something like that again. But uh, This is like, uh, there's
0: something about Mary.
1: Yeah. And so he, uh, this went on for a while. He did eventually get charged with criminal, or criminally harassing her, uh, and spent a little sure. bit of time in jail over this. Um, oh really? Mm-hmm. so he had he had actually offered her to work at the pool at the Y mm-hmm. and she turned him down. He called okay. up to her at a I believe like at a taco bell or something, found her there, was irate, didn't know why she wouldn't take this job. By the way, this job that he can't offer her because he does not work there. <laughs> Uh, and so she calls the Y because she's up, she's like, what is this job that, you know, that is I think she just wondered if it was even available and they say no, and they don't know his name. He had given a fake name, Jason, something or other born and, uh, he didn't work there and nor was that, uh, a job that was available. And so the Y kind of has their radar up now because this is not the first time they've heard of someone calling in for a job that didn't exist. So they call police and now police are like, hold on. We know a guy, right? Like we know a guy who's offered up some Wazoo stuff because ever since Charmini went missing, they had their eyes on him. So they never could implicate him in anything, but they would sometimes do some 24 hour watch. They kept, they just really kept as close of eyes on him as they could. Uh, Excuse me. Of course that started to uh, wane a little bit as the years went on. You can only do that for so long, but when they got word of this false job application for the Y, immediately had radar up again.
0: See so- this guy's pictures, 99%, 99% chance that he asked those women if they thought he was pretty before they killed him, before he killed him. Nice. 99%, 99% chance. He looks the type, right? Like, uh, am I pretty? They're like, Oh yeah, you're, you look, you look good. He's like, no, am I pretty? Uh Dickey uh, Manscapes? Uh, Gentlemen, if you didn't already know, it's tax season. So you know what that means. Manscaped is here to make sure that your boys downstairs are having fun. So when you get those tax returns, uh you know where to spend them. Eight million men using Manscaped these days. Go to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. With the promo code Wolfpack. Uh, man, I love manscaped by the way, uh, used it this weekend for Memorial day weekend. Thought I would, uh, trim the pubes for the troops. Um, I felt like no better way just to honor the fallen than to, uh, to shave the pubes. And that's what I did because I want to look my best on Memorial day. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with the, the little laser light, uh, listen, water resistant. Um, Gosh, waterproof actually these days. It's got the, the LED lights. I love it. You got the weed whacker, uh, which is the near ear and nose hair trimmers. Did that before I went and got my VA hearing test, my little yearly hearing test to see how bad my hearing's getting. Uh, but yeah, they got the crop preserver. It's that anti-chafing. So if you're into going to the gym, you don't want to be walking around with your bowels stuck to your leg all day. You can put on that crop preserver, the crop reviver, All those things right now, 20% off plus free shipping. Just use that promo code Wolfpack for us. Uh, Get your swagger back, baby. Get it back with Manscaped. As a police officer, listen, the job's hard enough. Make it easier for yourself. Get you a ghost bed pillow. Get you a ghost bed. And Manscaped a little bit. It'll get you laid. And That's the ad. Really and that good. is the ad. That's all it needed to be. It didn't need to I didn't need to drag it on with all the mandatory stuff that they make me say. I could have said manscape promo code 20% off promo code wolfpack. It'll get you laid.
1: Yep. That would have worked. Um All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, he got 2 years time for that criminal harassment of the neighbor of his. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on at home, but he was still married. So,
0: oh, whoa, somebody they, married
1: him? They were already—he was already married. And Bro, take here's the win, in-
0: take the W. Are you serious?
1: Listen, you
0: got to be thankful so, for what you got. Listen, it looks like so, that, dude. If you've already landed a wife, you hit the fucking lottery.
1: Okay, listen. So he winds up having five kids, three of which. <gasps> inherit this condition. So they also are going to have this treatress Collins as well. Um, so that was 2005. He finally gets arrested for that with his neighbor. Some time goes by and what then does his kids in, say
0: about all this. What does his wife say about it?
1: They're no longer together. It's, it's really sad. I mean, his son was in the courtroom when he was arrested for this next thing that he got arrested for. Okay. Um, so, <laughs>
0: Crockett Cassidy in the chat says, Oh boy, it looks like John Fetterman.
1: <laughs> it's
0: like not John funny, Fetterman. but that is pretty funny. He does, he really does look like John Fetterman. Is John Fetterman his son? So, is, is that where this is going,
1: right? And a strange plot twist. Um, so in 2008, these two girls are walking home from being out now, one is 12. One is 13 and they are heavily inebriated. Uh, the 12 year old to the point that she cannot quite stand. The 12 year old? Uh, they're 12 and 13, yes. I don't know where they had been, but they had been drinking somewhere very young.
0: So like, you they're walking. Job? What? He pops out of the bushes. You want a job?
1: So they're walking home and he sees them from his van as he's driving. And he stops and offers them a ride and they get in. He proceeds to drop one of the girls off at a local park uh, and she was able to make it home. She walked home. He then drove a little over an hour away. Excuse me. Um, About an hour away and gets her out of the car and they are at a schoolyard. So if you remember where the first part of this story started when we first got online. so. He neighbors here yelling from a little girl uh, call authorities. Authorities get there. And this is where we started the show. So when they find he gets out, immediately comes out from where they see her gets in his van and speeds away a police officer at the time. He's in a different jurisdiction now than where Charmini went missing. He now lives, like I said, a couple hours away. So these cops are like onto him at this point. They've exchanged some information with these false job leads and things like that, but they don't know a whole, a whole lot else about him. So one of the police describes him as soon as the guy gets in the van and runs away and starts to drive off as like slanted eyes, low set ears. Right. So he's kind of just a small chin. He's describing his very obvious physical features. The other police officers are there tending to the girl who is, um, remains to be horribly intoxicated. um, and she was um, she was naked from the waist down, and she didn't remember to this day she she didn't remember much of the events of what happened, but uh, he speeds off. They try to chase him. They're flying through these roads, but it's like a residential town at nighttime. So they decide to call mm-hmm. off the search because now they have his plate and a description. Mm-hmm. They call off the or the chase, excuse me, and. They set up everything to go, like, to go get him. They decide they're going to go get him now. Right. So before they can do this, they get a call. They have to call these other authorities, but they get a phone call from him. He's calling them saying, yeah. wildest thing. So I, was
0: yep. mm-hmm. I was just that carjacked. Yep. I was just carjacked.
1: And... Uh, but he knew to get ahead of it. Right. And he said, I was just a carjack. They took my van, they, whatever. Well, what he had actually done is gone and parked it at like an uncle's house or something. And so they, at at the end of the day, pretty much the neighbors here and this girl, I think that this was a crime of opportunity for him. And I think he messed up and was sloppy. Like, well, this just happened like, uh, one of the detectives said it's like he saw this in this moment and just like couldn't, he literally couldn't control himself and had to do it. So he wasn't real smart about it. And it was an, an, an area where people could hear. And so he just got caught. I mean, that's all there is the to the it. the van say
0: uh, free jobs on it?
1: Uh, well, that he would candy? think Since that's so, his, uh, his MO. Yeah. So he, um, they, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. So they, go through, he calls them, says he's been carjacked, that uh, two men hopped in his van, whatever, he's calling them because he wants his van back, whatever. So they're able to find the van. Uh, inside it, there are concealed knives, zip ties, plastic sheets, restraints, a hammer. Holy um, shit. For
0: somebody who just rolled up on it, he's pretty prepared.
1: Oh, yeah. I So I... You know, I think this is one that he was caught from. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Like there's more. He just didn't get caught.
1: I wonder. And I mean, Charmini, I think, is one of them, right? um
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, obviously.
1: And so it just anyway. So the little girls treated. They are able to it didn't take much to arrest him, um, as you can imagine, on this one. And he actually got so Canada does a different thing. Like they don't really do like a life like we can do life in sentence or life in prison. And you can actually be, you know, without the possibility of parole. Right. So you are going to be there till your dying day mm-hmm. at the time. Canada didn't do that. So now they have a different thing where you go in front of the crown or whatever for a for a different type of trial and in 2011, he was granted this sentence that would then be actual life in prison. So he has no, uh, he will not be getting out. He can okay. file an appeal every two years, which he's trying to do. Um, but so far, nothing has has come of that. Uh, so this is now, technically still an for that, case. Like,
0: uh, Can he opt for that legalized uh, suicide thing that they got going on over there in Canada right now?
1: Oh, I don't know. Do they do that in the jail system?
0: I don't know, I'm asking.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'll look I know like it right now problem.
0: you like <laughs> that's the big thing about like veterans that don't want to live anymore, they prescribe them suicide. It's been the been the running thing right now. Well you yeah, can do that
1: without going to Canada. I mean you can there's you can find some people do some
0: No 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 but they've legalized name. it in Canada of sorts.
1: Why does it matter if it's legal or not?
0: What suicide? Cause you can yeah. go to, like the doctor, like you can schedule it, like you can be like, "To be euth-
1: my... for euthanasia, yeah." Remember Dr. Kavorkian? Yeah, to be like, "Yo,
0: let me. I uh, want to go out on this day." It's kind of like, um, like when women have babies. You well, kind of plan the date. And now you can plan the date for your suicide.
1: He is I'm just still wondering there, if
0: this guy could, uh, if this guy was afforded it. that same right.
1: I don't know. So he's still there in prison. Um. The interviews that I've listened to with him are very interesting. He has maintained his innocence the whole time. Um, Sometimes he'll say he, sometimes he'll say that he feels like, you know, I've made mistakes in my life. He never admits to any of this. He, excuse me, when he is, Reminded of the Charmini case. First of all, he only talks about that in terms of location, like the town they were in, uh, like what happened over there, and say the, the town name. He won't say her name at all. And when asked if he killed her, he says that he did, he just says that he's innocent and that he did nothing wrong. I, and this is something I'm interested in hearing. I've listened to many, many interviews with him and I've watched him, and his face is all over the place, his body language. Um, it's interesting to see if you ever get some of that, uh, get the chance to look at some of it. But he every time will maintain, I didn't do anything wrong. But I've not heard him yet say he didn't kill her. Uh, yeah. He's he also has a history of. Um, so when he was 16, he followed a girl off a bus. And as soon as they were out of eyesight of anyone else, he grabbed her, uh, put his hand around her mouth and her hand his hand around her waist And shoved her down, uh, belly down, face down in a ditch and put a pellet gun to her head. She was able to kind of wrestle with him and fight back and escape. Um, And he didn't serve any kind of time for that, I don't think, at the time. So that kind of came and went. He set his teacher's desk on fire when he was a teenager, when he got particularly angry we know also that when he lived in that one apartment complex, for instance, and man, we're going to talk about him preying on the vulnerable, not only just children, but uh, the rest of the people, the demographic there in that apartment complex, because we found out that he had a jacket that had that said police. Uh, he had a billy club he would sometimes walk around with. He, uh, of course, that fake job for the Metro search department or whatever that was, so, he um, <clears throat> had an infatuation with police, but he wasn't one, right? And so, we hear that a lot of times. So, think about this little triad we've got going. I don't know what he did to animals, but he's already, we know about the arson, some very earlier prior sexual assaults. He's, a lot of times, it's either someone who is in the military or a police officer or someone who impersonates them, right? Or, or wanted to be but never could be for whatever reason. That seems to be the the case that we see a lot. Uh, so, They'll tell you, uh, Charmini's brother will say, uh, yeah, we, we, can't, we thought he was a cop. Like, we didn't know. And so that's where this case gets even sadder to me because a lot of these, like I'd said at the beginning, they had left actual war-torn countries. They were coming here to provide their children with education and safety. And so they go get this pretty little apartment in Toronto, you know, coming from wherever they just came from. And if a man... Is offering to teach your child judo. That's what he did. So he taught a lot of those neighborhood kids judo and he would offer to take them to the pool like once a week. But they let him because he seemed safe and he was a local American man, law enforcement officer, or so they thought. Right. So they felt very, uh, and he preyed on that. He preyed on that uh, vulnerability, you know, that they had. Um, or naïveté, maybe, because they just didn't know. If they thought it was going to be
0: tied them. Have they tied him to any other victims?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not that I know of. No, but it looks like like he has a history of kind of getting a slap on the wrist for a few different types of things. Right. Like the one of the times they caught him on a false job offer to a minor. It was to a twelve-year-old, but then there was really nothing they could they could charge him with.
0: Yeah, like what's the crime in offering? So, well,
1: what I, you know? What I wonder, and this would be a stretch. Fraud, maybe. This would be a, a what?
0: Maybe like fraud or something.
1: Maybe. Well, this would be a stretch, but the case John and I talked about last week for Patreon, the same one I referenced earlier. One of the charges was enticement of a child, enticement of a minor. So mm. you are you do something that you know is specifically going to lead them out of where they're at to be with you because you've you've enticed them upon whatever this is. Um, for, for instance, in that case, it was about a party that this guy was throwing that he wasn't really throwing, but in this case, I don't know if that's something that would stretch. I'm not even sure if that's a charge that, you know, they would use there, but, um, yeah. So this dude is still in prison, uh, but has never been charged with, um, Charmini's death and no one has. And like I said, really? no one but, has and all he,
0: his his whole claim to Char- Charmini's death is that. He didn't do anything wrong.
1: Well, he said he didn't do it, but I've just never heard him use the words. I didn't kill her. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, One of the times he, when he was brought back to trial for this, he had been going back and forth a few hours away to, he told his wife he was getting overnight, um, that he was getting these dialysis treatments. So a couple of times a week he would leave for dialysis treatments. And come back. And sometimes he would even take one or two of his kids with him, his little bitty kids, like their babies, because the woman he was seeing was actually someone he met on a dating site. There was no dialysis and she had little bitty kids. So the kids would just kind of hang out together. Wife thought he was getting dialysis. Um, uh, And he wasn't. So in saying that, when he went to trial for this 2008 uh, stuff with the little girl, his mother was there, his wife was there, his mistress was there, and some of his kids. I'm just kind of messed up but um well, that's
0: pretty awkward
1: mm-hmm. but i mean she she and the mistress met each other and decided to like come together to confront him essentially and yeah i don't know man but
0: yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure that it, if the amount of lies that this guy tells that the mistress probably didn't even know that oh truth. she probably
1: didn't know but you know the thing is one of these detectives had said he said he's okay with people getting second chances You know, but when he was asked, do you think this guy can be rehabilitated? Now, we've talked about this a lot. I think, you know, my thoughts on it, I don't believe so a bit, but he just said without a shadow of a doubt, you know, with every fiber in his being, this man should never be allowed to walk the streets again. Like, there's no, oh yeah, no, 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 He was like, there's, there's no way this guy can't, he can't help himself. Um, Wow.
0: Well, let me ask you this now, what was the (laughs) son's reaction in the courtroom was he like appalled by his it was dad, really or? sad
1: yeah he was little crying. i mean i want to say he was like like maybe 12 or 13 i mean so it's super sad yeah he was crying and he had written a letter mm-hmm. like prepared a letter for his dad you know just like a i don't ever want to see you again dad kind of thing oh
0: good um, well, i mean at least he got to it. yeah i know he's very
1: upset i mean yeah, yeah no and the wife was disgraced too fucker. so yeah
0: um Now, I mean, it's like one of those cases where it's like, we know he did it. We're just not able to find proof. I mean, is that what they're going with here? Or is the Charmini case still open investigation? Do you know?
1: Uh, both. I'm not sure that they're actively, you know, this is something we talk about a lot is confirmation bias. And so the the detective said, he was like, look, I didn't want to, you know, tunnel vision myself. And it is hard. And even on the way I presented it tonight, that's the only I mean, option come, I'm giving you to think of, but I know. On, like, And you know, he's like, he almost seemed like too obvious of a choice, <laughs> but the more you, you know what I mean? Like almost like, well, maybe it's not cause it's just too, like, it's almost like it's handed to you, you know, on a platter, oh, yeah. but yeah, I don't know that it's actively being worked now. It's definitely not cold. You know, it's not been deemed cold. I don't think. Um,
0: they should lie to him since he lied to all these kids. They should lie to him and be like, look, dude, we'll give you a lighter sentence if you just tell us what happened to Charmini and then let him spill yep. the guts and just be like, psych.
1: I don't think he will. He was interesting though. He was very much. He's like already
0: got so a life much- sentence. So it's not like.
1: Yeah. they not going to attack on like, anything. Yeah. He was like some of the, some of the people we've, you know, a lot of these killers we've seen that uh, he almost like wanted to be boastful but knew just enough to not say like he really mm-hmm. enjoyed the uh, interaction with investigators. So there was this investigative journalist that kind of caught wind of this right within the days of it. I think she met the, the kid's family four or five days after she went missing six days, maybe. So she was kind of in it from the get go and interviewed a lot of witnesses or a lot of family members and things like that. And she actually caught up with Stanley probably. I mean, well, before the girl's body was found, which was four months later, I think just weeks later, And she actually saw him. There's a picture of them, actually. She said, "Um, I don't think I gave it to you, Dad. That's where he's sitting on the back of a car. But she kind of approached him, followed him around inside a store for a little bit. And then he seemed like he was a little aggressive with her uh, when he came out. Because they all walk outside. And then he walks outside toward them and asks who they are. And she said that she was a journalist. And when he realized that she was a journalist, he... um, he just said, oh, okay. And he sat down. You got to see this. That's why I'm making all this noise, pulling this up. But look at this um, if you can. So he sits down on the trunk of this car and just kind of shoots the bull. And he wants to talk. He'll answer any question she had. He had nothing to do with it. And Mm. um, he said, oh, no, the reason I was there is because my car or my, you know, I was cutting grass. And then he told him he had difficulties with his car engine and to anything that they gave him. He had, you know, of course, something to come back with that would not put him there at the time, but he also wanted to talk about it, you know? Um, um,
0: we did another case where the guy like came back to the crime scene. Remember that? Like the yeah. news. And then he found, yeah. and then they were like, they found her body. and He was like, Oh shit.
1: Yeah. What it was the uh, yeah. case?
0: I feel like they could trick him though. Like, I feel like there's gotta be a legal way to trick him into telling her or just being like, look, we're not going to tack anything to your life sentence, but like,
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna come off it. He even mm-hmm. said that he didn't he said that he didn't rape the girl that they found him with. <laughs> like when he did the carjacking and all that.
0: No, like, so yeah, you know, he still said that he, he still maintains he's like, innocence did not there. Do it.
1: Yeah, no, he maintains A innocence. He um he thinks that they can throw that out because he found that uh in some evidence they had, they had semen evidence, trace evidence from semen, from what they call, they said was two different men on this child's shirt. They then later called it, uh you guys, who knows this answer, tell me what it's called, transferable DNA? Is that what it is? Right. Where yeah. essentially she could have gotten it from the laundry. It could have come out of her, like the, the laundry, where it was just enough trace that it couldn't even be tested to go back to someone. All they could say it was too different, but they couldn't say whose. It was so little. So it doesn't necessarily implicate him in it. It also doesn't take him out of it. Yeah, like uh, it her really brother like
0: do. jerked off and then his mom was like, go fold the laundry. He was like, yeah, it could be it. anything
1: in the world. I mean, it really could be. So my point is, though, it does, he, he still maintains his innocence there. And they quite literally physically saw him there in his van as this girl. You know what right. I mean? So,
0: Like, no, he uh, saw you. And they were like, no, that was UFC fighter. It wasn't me.
1: Yeah. So, I mean... He, I, I don't think he will. I don't think he'll come off it and say that he did. Transfer. Thank you. Drew said transfer DNA. Jeez. Um, so,
0: well, I mean, I'm glad I'm kind of glad that the case is solved ish. We've had a lot of cases in the last couple of weeks that are just like completely unsolved and it's been blowing me away and driving me nuts and like the boys on the tracks still, still lose sleep over that case. Um, but I'm not going to lose sleep over this one because I kind of know that this guy did it.
1: And I'm at least I'm glad that he's in prison. You know what I mean, right? Um,
0: um, you know what's and interesting, you know, Sharmini, it, and they never figured out the cause of death for Sharmini.
1: Mm-mm, there wasn't enough of her body left at all. Um, like I said, there had been like a river washout, and then coyotes and whatnot. Um, oh, that's yeah, too bad. Really cool. actually, put up, there's another beautiful picture of her. I think that I'm not sure we've shown yet. Dead, yeah, sweet little thing. Oh, um, man,
0: she looks like an adult there.
1: Well, that was before a function, like a special occasion.
0: Right. Um, Darth Darth Holly, Darth Wally?
1: Mm-hmm. And that's her parents?
0: Oh, they're there in the newspaper. Gosh,
1: man. We're just showing some pictures, guys, if you're just uh, listening of Sharmia and her family a little bit. Uh, and these, so- these
0: pictures will be up on our Instagram for all you listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrea Uplate, at Andrea Uplate. Um, is where you can follow Andrea. She posts all the wild pictures from from these episodes and then a couple of of reels. Of course, you can always follow us on the failure stop Instagram. looks and a miracle happened on our failure stop Instagram. Um, we were stuck at 9180 since uh-huh. January. Yeah. And uh we finally to like decided to to get serious I mean, in the, I mean it's like I don't know if it's shadow banning or what, but I, I think it's just Instagram doesn't want you to get to that ten thousand mark. It was weird, um, but you know, like for two years solid, we've almost gotten like a hundred followers a week yeah, um, or more. And then all of a sudden we get to 9,180 and it stops. And then we go down to 1,060, like 9,160 and then kind of bump itself back up. Um, and so I, I told Drew, I was like, look, man, cause cause I'm in charge of the Instagram stuff. And I was like, and he's in charge of the YouTube numbers and everything. And we were having our numbers meeting which we do every 90 days to to look at it where everything's at. And I was like, dude, mm-hmm. in 90 days, we're still at on 9,180, which is crazy because Jonathan Bates makes the greatest reels and between him and Elijah. Absolutely. Those reels are insane. And, um, and we're very engaging and we respond to, you know, hundred messages a week. It feels like. I mean, at least um, from people. I've got
1: a so, case file from a listener's family member who is currently in prison that she wanted us to take a look at. That I've been porn over. So we engage. We engage in the chats. Yeah. I would say, the fans. So today
0: we uh, we made it to nine thousand two hundred and like four. But now we're back down to nine thousand one hundred ninety-five. So I think they caught on to us because we, we we did a post that says like, "Hey, if you'll please follow us on Instagram and try to get us over this nine thousand two hundred mark." Um, it's so weird, just yeah. Insane to me that we wouldn't pick up any followers since January. Um, you know. So we need to do a couple really contests.
1: Weird. Let's do one to get to ten thousand. I know we've mentioned it recently, but we'll get our heads together and think about something. So probably one of those, you know, a like, share, tag a friend thing. Uh, do one of those kinds of things, and it'll get us uh, guests. To Andrea 10, will show
0: you her shoulders.
1: Yep. And then separately, M- night shift is about to turn a year old. We talked about that. So in June, night shift will be a year oh, old. We got really? like I think three more weeks of that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's
0: get Abby on and
1: have a party. Who else has
0: been fun? Uh, oh, Jim Terry, bring him so back.
1: You know, I'm sure he'd want to wish me a happy anniversary
0: get back like the just do like a whole forum but no seriously abby would be fun to have on um for ladies night everybody love to have her maybe um maybe do like a one year uh andrea up late ladies night again and this time include ashley and yep. uh, it could be you ashley and her that might be fun um
1: but we need to think about something though for the for the year mark is what i'm talking about
0: that's what i'm saying do that for the year mark or do you want me there for the year mark oh i could do my take my shirt off and draw all over it that's true. I did we did $1500 in super chats the time that I took my shirt off and drew eyes on it.
1: I remember. Penize, plural um penize. hey real quick on Murda, I don't know if you guys saw but they they meaning Netflix used the Freedom of, the Freedom of Information Act to request the body cam footage for the documentary that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. and uh, evidently some stuff that was supposed to have been sealed didn't, they just kind of knew not to use it in court Mm -hmm. because it was mainly so that the families wouldn't see like the, the gruesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, so I guess they didn't technically seal it, but it was kind of supposed to be sealed. So when it got sent over to Netflix, it was just full on, like not redacted visually at all. Mm -hmm. So Netflix is saying that they will not they absolutely won't use it but uh, just we know that it's in their hands now so
0: if it was about Trump they'd use it Somebody's um gonna see it. we will see it Sarah Kel says who wouldn't want transy there lesbians lesbians won't want me there mm-hmm. they'd want to see a bunch of girls that's that's my best guess that would be the only ones that, I mean but you know even lesbians love me because I have the same haircut that they do so I always get along super well with lesbians because I have their haircut, it's like I'm a part of them. I'm one with them. Uh, yep, great. Uh, everybody likes the idea of having a ladies' night. Um, I think it'd be a lot show. of fun. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, for the, it is fun. for the one year episode because it's your show. It's not my show. I just, I just sit in. You know what I'm saying? Good. I just. Uh yeah. How was your Memorial Day
1: weekend? Did you do anything? Good. Me and the weather was
0: fucking trash
1: ridiculous,
0: trash. ridiculous.
1: yesterday evening it got beautiful but yeah i mean i went to the beach good. a whole bunch of friends good. the good stuff yeah it was fun but i mean oh, we went stayed at uh, some of friend's house
0: for the weekend um yeah it was fun it was nice kind of relaxing there's a lot of kids but yeah, the rain just kept everybody inside, so we resorted to playing Uno and some kind of other spy game. You That's know, fun and, though. I mean it was fun, but it was better when you could sit out and barbecue and
1: oh I know, trust me. I was smoke so cigars have and drink beers. all weekend. And,
0: yeah, but uh, it, was it was cold too. It was it cold. Was. It was cold, wet, um, none of those things that I like, but um Well, that was an awesome episode. Listen, guys, support us by supporting our sponsors, GhostBed.com. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, We've got a hell of a show tomorrow for you guys. The FBI is being held in contempt of Congress, uh, or may or may not be being held in contempt of court. We'll see. Uh, Just we got a lot of of stuff for tomorrow that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to go over. And then, again, Friday's breakdown is going to be crazy, literally the hardest worked. The hardest researched Friday breakdown that we've ever had to do. This one's bigger than uh, Derek Chauvin's case. Wow. Um, yeah, this is a big one, and um, I think you guys are going to be shocked of what we found in this case. Is this is the case. We it's been on my. About. It's been on my brain since 2014. Man, this is a this is a crazy case. So just get ready for it on Friday. We want everybody there, even on the YouTubes. Um, so make sure you get that you, you're there Friday. Uh, Drew breezy, he can't wait. And, uh, he never says that. Um, he, he's never that excited about Fridays. So
1: he says that every time um, I ask him to. No, he doesn't like Friday like show.
0: Cause he has to get up really early. Drew's one of those wakes up at three in the afternoon, but now he has to get up. No, I'm just kidding. He's always up before I am. I always call him at like nine or 10. I'm like, Hey, dude, you up? And he's like, yeah, I've already like driven 10 kids to school, went to the gym, whacked a couple of golf balls, wrestled an alligator,
1: made out of yeah. Casey
0: Anthony. Yeah, yet.
1: Drew does a lot in his day.
0: He does a lot. I was uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I um, I was saying to John the other day that maybe I could, I wonder if I could make more money on Failure to Stop so it would support me to retire so then I could make more money for Failure to Stop when I'm retired to make more money for Failure to Stop.
0: I mean, we're, we've all been waiting for you to, to, we said we would promote your OnlyFans if you just released
1: it. Only Shoulders
0: and we'll take 30 percent
1: which is fair that's fair. totally fair sell my soul yeah. listen i got a job
0: for you this is a new job opening
1: <laughs> i terrible. failure
0: to stop it's you're an investigator now all right guys it's been fun it's been real it's been real fun uh we gotta get ready for tomorrow's show and this is a big week guys listen this is a huge week for me i, I could not be more proud of my kids um this is going to be really cool, man. This is like the X Games. This is like the Canadian version of the X Games. It's the first time it's being hosted here in the United States. I think it was in Brazil last year or something. But it's in the United States this year. If you're in Virginia, if you're near Virginia Beach this weekend, it is free to come and spectate. But it is uh, they have all in one spot on the ocean. They built a $1.2 million concrete skate park on the beach cool. that they are tearing up in three like three days after they built it. But they have base jumping. They have a motorcycle, uh, Moto X uh, going on. Bucky Lassic and Tony Hawk are doing a vert display um, or expo- exhibition on, uh, on the beach. There's uh, a pro-level uh, skateboarding contest with a $30,000 cash prize, 80-foot bouldering wall for a professional bouldering contest. There's a professional mm-hmm. surfing contest. Uh, all of that in one spot over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you're out there, if you're at Virginia Beach, if you make your way down to Virginia Beach – hit us up on failure to stop leave messages hit me up on eric Tanzi, and uh, we'll try to meet up uh, at least grab a coffee or get a picture um uh, and if you want to come watch my my little shredder shred uh he is stoked he practiced all day today and um he got a new helmet for for so it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a good weekend so it's gonna be a big week for all of us failure to stop here this week big shows all week so Thank you so much, there Andrea. We will see you on the next one. Until next time, guns up, giddy up, folks. Naya.